show reviews and discussion podcast. I am your host, Roman Sanzo, and joining me today is Silver Quill. I have seen the great apple spirit. It was delicious. Oh, um, what, what do you mean? I mean that you shouldn't look for it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Also joining us today is Totara. You're a monster. How could you do that? Surprisingly easily. You just, you know, put some peanut butter on it and launch away. Nom, nom, nom. But you're ruining the little filly's chance of catching it. Where's the fun in that? Tara, there's something you they can't catch. You better run. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, I'll, I mean, you know, if you need to throw, like, a big old blue ball at it, yeah. we can help with that. Yeah, I'm guessing there's an industry for it now. <laughs> yeah, you always got Silver's great blue balls. <laughs> Oh, boys. But anywho, in today's episode, we are going to review Season 9, Episode 10, Going to Seed. In this episode, Applejack's plan for an ordinary harvest goes uh, array. Array? That's how you say it? A-W-R-Y? Array. when Apple Bloom becomes obsessed with catching a magical creature she thinks can help them. And well, before we pop in to, well, the review or this episode. First impressions are in order. And Silver, what do you think? I'm bored. I'm bored by this episode. I'm, I'm sorry. It's it's not that interesting to me. I understand that the message is trying to convey, but I worry it's actually conveyed an opposite. In fact, maybe even a harmful one. So we'll get into it as we get a review popper. But this this might have been a low point in season nine. Which is unfortunate because Applejack is my fave. <laughs> well, second second fave after Fluttershy, but still, she's up there. And I want to have her character treated right. True, 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 true. And what about you, Tara? First impression, I also thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> I mean, I did want to enjoy this, but didn't really get my attention. I didn't even remember much from this episode. Oh yeah, that's bad then. And, well, as for me, not a highlight. Like, this is one of those episodes where it's not good, but it's not bad. It's just meh. And, oh, man. The the way that we're going to approach this episode is not true how we normally do this. We're going to go for something different, something we haven't tried in a long time before. But anywho, um, if you guys have not watched this episode yet, go watch it first, then join us. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And well, the way we're going to approach this episode is with the lesson itself. The the whole leading Apple Bloom on to the myth, the legend of... Um, who now? The, the legend of the Great Seedling, was it? Yeah. Uh, here. I think it was. The Great Seedling. A magical earth spirit, which they use the term earth. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, um, yeah, like we, we're going to approach this one first because I find this rather disruptive for the farm. And there's a few, there's a lot of questions that we can bring up about how come didn't they invite the other clans that really need that screen time, like Brayburn or even Caramel? Like Caramel's part of them, right? No? Is is he? I don't remember him. Let me get a pull up Apple Family Reunion real quick. Real quick. There's a lot I of mean, Apple Family members. Actually, if I remember right, Bon Bon slash Sweetie Drops was in there. Huh. Probably dating one of the apples. 
Oh no. Believe me. No. It was a changeling. It was a changeling. That that would actually be more plausible, <laughs> but trust me. That, I, I no spoilers. Yes. I guess that's the yeah, long yeah. and short of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let, let's approach this one first. I personally feel that telling Apple Bloom about this story is kind of disruptive to the Apple family's harvest. Like telling her, yo, Apple Bloom, if you catch this um, mythical creature, all of your harvest woes will go away. Ooh. Wouldn't that be great? It would. And I agree. I mean, and then Applejack uh, in time gets drawn into it. That's true because back in her youth when she was Apple Bloom's age, she was excited. She was excited, but she had to learn a lesson the hard way about, well, um, not letting things like this get in the way. I'm looking at uh, an Apple family picture. Okay. Uh, bon Bon slash Sweetie Drops is not in there. Though I could swear I saw her in that episode. Mm. Or that she was somehow involved with the Apple family. I think she was somewhere there. But there are a ton of able-bodied ponies, even the oranges, who uh, who could come out. Why they chose the crazy cat lady? Because Peter knew needed a role, a speaking role. I am happy that uh, Goldie, her her pet cheetah, did not maul her, as previously hinted. <laughs> oh goodness me! That's important. Very, very important. Oh wait, wait, wait! Um, hey, turnip seed, seed, turnip seed. Yeah. Hey, seed turnip. Yeah. Well, he well, if the comics are right, he's running a multi-million business while feeling dead on the inside because Spike killed his chances with rarity. <laughs> Oh, goodness me. <laughs> oh, the more realistically, he's probably in Canterlot. <coughs> okay. But anyway, um, Silver, uh, you want to elaborate on why this telling telling Apple Bloom this about this story is a bad idea, bad plan, disruptive to the harvest? Well, it's... How to put it? Imagine if you told a kid, if you catch Santa Claus, <clears throat> you'll get twice the presents. That kid is going to put life on hold to create all those traps. And honestly, it's basically, this whole legend is substituting hard work and effort for a quick fix. That is, stop working on what really needs doing and go chase this legend. And Goldie and and, uh, Granny Smith, they seem to watch Apple Bloom doing this, putting the others in danger, by the way. Uh, and they're like, oh, that's so cute. And I'm kind of with Applejack. We don't have time for this right now. Now's not the time to be chasing a, a legend. And that's why it's so disappointing when, uh, as they have more strange phenomena, Applejack actually gets caught up in this. It's kind of, I liken it to trying to plan your child's uh, education fund around winning the lottery. Oh, God, no. It'd be, am- it'd be amazing if it actually happened. 99.999% says no. This is highly, highly irresponsible. <laughs> and you need to get back in the game. I mean, hard work pays off, right? Yep, true that. They're advertising the quick fix. And then Applejack gets caught up in it. And it's only thanks to a slight abuse of Big Macintosh. We're not going to touch on... Uh, <laughs> sorry, we're not going to talk about Big Mac yet, but... 
uh, that guy, he needs his spotlight in our discussion here right now. But the, the fact of the matter is, right now, it's true what you say, that nothing comes easily, nothing comes in a flash, nothing's magical, or nothing's worth doing is magical, something like that. And with the harvest here right now, how do I put this? The harvesting is, quote-unquote, one of the biggest threat or the biggest um, conflict right now in the episode. And do you guys think that this is kind of rather tame for a, quote-unquote, conflict? Well, conceptually, it's uh, it's interesting. But I think, unfortunately, the confluence of when everything blooms at the same time really doesn't compare to the zap apples. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, let's, let's just uh, paddle back a bit or go forward. Like, okay, Applejack here says that um, her friends couldn't really help her because of school. Like, they have their school, whatever it is that they're doing. Right, understandable. But what, sorry? whatever they do at that school <laughs> that we never get to see unless something's going wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm a, cr- I'm a cranky clown today. <laughs> yeah. No, but the thing is, I, I'm just thinking about this this way. Why why not invite these students to help? That would have been an amazing um, development for the student six. Problem with bringing the students is that you, you invite a very cynical interpretation. Oh, you need cheap labor? Well, just offer an internship. Uh, at which point, I think the school takes another one on the chin. Oh, yeah. And it really can't, it can't afford that anymore. Yeah. But at the same time, too, I, I, okay, I understand what you just said, Silver. Like, it's a valid point. Like, people or the quote unquote student six haters would really just bash, bash it, or the haters of the school would really bash it. But why not, right? For extra credits or uh, cultural understanding, because it could work. Actually, now that I think about it, I remember the time, uh, I forget what year, I don't know if I was in elementary school or maybe maybe high school, I don't exactly remember, but I know one time I went on a trip to a farm and we were literally doing some farm work. We were getting like maple syrup, we were going around doing some other work stuff and uh, like I, I was young at the time, so you know, it was all fun for me. It's like, oh, this is fun to do. Yeah. I mean, see, Totera gets free maple syrup only in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> You got played, son. Yeah, but you he, got played. Yeah, but he gets free maple syrup fresh from the sap. Yes. You are. Yeah, you are the sap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I kind of want to see that. Like, um, the students don't really understand what's going on or trying to understand, and then Yona like just jumps, and suddenly every. Every apple just falls down. I mean, that could have worked. Well, I think the goal for this episode is a last hurrah of the apple family. I mean, okay, there's maybe one more, but it's not. It's much more... It has a different focus. Mm-hmm. This is the apple family doing for the apples. Even, and this is probably the highlight of the episode for me, mm-hmm. a return image of a bright mac and pear butter. Oh, yeah. Yay! Mm-hmm. Carried a baby apple bloom. Yeah. Oh, God. That, that was awesome. That was like, oh man. That one was, that scene was very adorable. Yeah. But. And then their daughter is trapped at the bottom of a pit. Yeah. 
and they leave her there. <laughs> oh, boys. Well, I mean, in her defense, they in their defense, they didn't really know she was down there. And in the flashback, it's not like she's calling out for help or anything. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the problem there. But anywho, still, yeah, but still, hmm. but anyway, um, so we talk about the whole myth and mythological, like it's not good. Like we, we, we can't even defend it if you wanted to, right? Here's the thing. The point of that flashback, besides getting to see Bright Mac, Pear Butter, Big Mac gets inherits a yoke mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. It's supposed to say that Applejack lost her playfulness on that day, that she was so angry at missing the harvest. That she's she's lost something. Mm-hmm. Now, Applejack ha- does have a spirit of fun. It's just that right now, this situation really does call for all hooves on deck. And to really work at it. And she's not, like, cruel to Apple Bloom. She even gives her permission as long as she sees to the harvest. Which is... But, uh... uh I feel like they're getting the the message a bit mixed. There's there's a quote by C.S. Lewis uh, that I often enjoy. In, spe- in fact, I often invoke whenever someone says, oh, you're an adult watching a kid's cartoon. Critics who treat adult as a term of approval instead of as a mere descriptive term cannot be adults themselves. To be concerned about being grown up, to admire the grown up because it is grown up, to blush at the suspicion of being childish, these things are the marks of childhood and adolescence. And in childhood and adolescence, they are, in moderation, healthy symptoms. Young things ought want to grow, but to carry on into the middle or even into early manhood, this concern about being adult is a mark of really arrested development. When I was ten, I read fairy tales in secret and would have been ashamed if I had been found doing so. Now that I am fifty, I read them openly. When I became a man, I put away childish things, including the fear of childishness and the desire to be very grown up. Well, I can understand that. I can understand that. But at the same time, too, like, this this scenario here is, yeah, uh, see, the, the lesson here is a mixed bag of almost everything. They want to do the story about, okay, you shouldn't be banging, sorry, you shouldn't be banking all your uh, hopes and dreams on this fable. But at the same time, too, they want to have a bonding moment between Applejack and Apple Bloom. And, oh, God, there's just so much to unpack in this one. <clears throat> well, I agree, but here's the thing about that quote. It's not, in this case, it's not Applejack being afraid that she's not being grown up enough. In this case, it's that they're basic, they're letting the imagination now distract them from responsibility, which is part of being grown up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Part of that responsibility has thrown to Big Mac. And, well, let's talk about the old boy. And poor fella, chart out the Apple Farm plan, everything, uh, giving responsibility to um, ponies here and there. And suddenly, oh, um, the guest character who now, uh, Goldie Delicious is here. Okay, uh, you need to redo the map. And, oh, goodness me, this, this is just poor on him that... He's overworked, he's tired, he's overworked, and things are not going well for him. You kind of have to feel bad for him in this episode. 
Yeah, totally. It's like, Sugar Bill, get over here and give him, give him a kiss. He needs something good to happen to him. Uh, Sugar Bill's not even there. She's, uh, she's working on her own project. But like, I mean, now that with Golden Delicious there, he's got to take care of all the cats now too, because all the cats are gonna get in the way while he's harvesting the apples. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. But still, it's it's a very hard one to talk about because most of the job. Here we see Big Mac doing after Apple Jack and Apple Bloom kind of discards their responsibility. Yeah. So, and then we find out, okay, is talk about Big Mac also part of the big reveal? Yeah, let's go, man. Basically, <laughs> that, that he's been the one harvesting at night. So basically, while they've been, they've been slacking off, he's been pulling double duty in his sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be a great talent, though, right there. I mean, yes, he's been working too hard. But, I mean, if he's able to do that all in his sleep, then I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, But that's the thing. It's his sleep, but it's not restful sleep. Oh, yeah. Oh, can you can you imagine editing videos while sleeping? Oh, my God. That would be a dream. I would, wonder, I would question what I saw the next morning. What is with all these flash frames? <laughs> was I Was I drunk? Don't edit while drunk. Oh, God, no. no, you don't want to edit while drunk. <laughs> no, you do not want to. Oh, boys. But in all honesty, like, okay, we, we do rag on this episode a lot. Uh, poor Big Mac, and yeah, he, he's the, whatchamacallit, this... The butt of all jokes in this episode. That, and also the great seedling spirit of the whatever it is. So, yeah, somehow he's responsible for it. And, uh, God... Also, is it me or is this actually one of the crueler things in equestrian myths? I mean, most of them it's like, oh, you, you, you see the spirit or you you are visited by it. No, this one, you have to capture it. <laughs> you have so, to deny it its freedom and won't let it go unless it actually does your bidding. What the hey, Equestria? I mean, it kind of sounds like something I know. What? Catching a Catching a mythical creature and then make it do your bidding. Hmm, I got no idea, Stara. I mean, it's no, it's, it's also it's, familiar. It's a blank uh, here yeah. for me. Torterra, use irony attack. <laughs> oh, the irony! <laughs> oh, it wasn't very effective. Damn. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where usually when they mention something mythical in the show, it kind of exists. Usually. Oh, we, so wait, are we at the point where we can talk about our opinion on the episode again? Yeah, sure, go ahead, man. Okay, so, like I said, this is boring, but in all honesty, I kind of was expecting something else. Like, I kind of thought, like you said, you know, mythical creatures are usually real. And I thought what was going to happen is that they actually finally captured the great seedling, but then the great seedling's like, hey, you know, I, yes, I do all this stuff, but I need to go to other places too to help them out with their crops. And then they realize, oh, okay, maybe what we're doing is wrong and we shouldn't capture him and make him do our bidding. So, you know, the great seedling helps him out and then the great seedling takes off and leaves the trail and then they be like, oh, well, I'm pretty sure we'll see him again and an episode ends. But no, it just turns out that it was just Big Mac and then you see a trail of carrots and I'm like, really? I mean... I was expecting something more out of this. I, I can agree with you, but my, my take is a bit different. At the end, uh, it's revealed that Big Mac is the one that's doing it and whatnot. Like, ah, oh, we have a laugh. And then uh, Apple Jack and Apple Bloom sees the carrots and then, oh, they go off on an adventure. And 
Remember uh, in season what? Season 4 when they talk about the shadow pony? Yeah, I yes. think that was season 4. Yeah, with, with, with the eyes glowing. I was hoping for that. Yeah, they did that a lot in season 4. Even the, um, the one with Flutterbad and how they show the teeth growing at the end yeah, but yeah. never breaks up again. Yeah, I, I want that. Like, give us that. So it's like, Oh, wait, was it real? Was it not? Ooh, surprising. I mean, even the <laughs> lesson, I mean, I don't even know if it is kind of a lesson. I mean, what I got from the episode, what I got from the episode is that, I mean, even though you're an adult or you're a grown up, it doesn't hurt to feel young like a kid again. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I think that's what I'm getting at least because I know one time I was with my cousin at his house and he's he's older than me, like he's married and everything. But we literally ha- pulled out Nerf guns and we started <laughs> shooting each other and we basically felt like kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that no. because you you weren't – he wasn't neglecting his children to do so. Did he have yeah. children? That's the mean thing. Uh, he does not though actually. Oh, oh, sorry. For some reason I thought I – you said he was married. For some reason, I tacked on with kids. No, not, not yet, uh, at least. I mean, I'm pretty sure his parents are hoping so. <laughs> but uh, that's the thing. I mean, I, I get what the, the episode is trying for, but they don't uh, – but it comes at the expense of responsibility, and that's where the message, I think, dies. Because, like, yes, it, it doesn't hurt to be a kid again, but you've got responsibilities to do also. So you can't exactly take away, like, you know, all this other stuff just to feel like a kid again. Yeah, and that's the balance that they didn't really, well, balance out. I'm a big fan of when uh, when a show doesn't do something well, it's really good to, to provide an alternate example. You know, something to make you believe. So, if you don't mind, I'll bring one other show into this real quick. All right. It's called Tokusatsu Gagaga. Ga Ga. It is the story of a w- woman in Japan who enjoys what is basically Power Rangers here in America. Okay. Except better. Okay. Except better. Like, way better. Uh, so, she and friends want to go have a sort of a play day at the beach. But they get rained out. The weather's not great. And one friend who's still in college is like, oh, let's just spend the night and we can try again tomorrow. The other's like, oh, no, sorry. I've, I, I have to be back at work. I've got to you know, clean up the house. And the college friend becomes depressed because it's like you're becoming an adult. You don't have as much time to do things flippantly. But what I really like about this episode is they say, you don't stop having fun just because you grow up. You just have to plan a little in advance, you know, budget. And they find a way to still have fun, even if the weather is not cooperative. In fact, it's so not cooperative that it actually looks quite pleasant out, but they have to act like it isn't. No, no. And even text appears on the screen saying, yeah, the weather really didn't want to work with us during filming. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So that's, in my eyes, that episode did this way better than My Little Pony. And maybe that's not a fair comparison, but it still means something. True. But, like, I think the biggest problem with this episode is the balancing act of what do we really want out of this episode. Well, I stated what I was hoping out of this episode. (laughs) Yeah. But I think, like, it really wanted to 
do the bonding between Apple Bloom and Applejack. But they had to do a narrative where it kind of leads them to that. And said narrative was the great seedling creature. But because of that, uh, I I think they what um, they created this one scenario where every episode, every solo Applejack episode has to be quote unquote bad. It feels that way. Well, for one very simple reason, Applejack is the even keel of uh, of the group. She's usually there to to help them get centered when they lock off. It doesn't work when you send Applejack into crazy land. Yeah. Applejack's at her best when you surround her with chaos and absurdity and you see her trying to navigate it. It was like that with the the Kieran in Sounds of Silence. That's true. True, true. At least that one was a lot of fun and stable because Applejack was trying to understand what was going on. But here, she understand, She clearly understands what is going on. And she knows the risk of it. So, yeah, it's a... It's a hard episode because I... this Am I right? This is the last Applejack episode? Mm, I think it is the last Applejack episode. Let me double check. Ah! Let, me, let me double check. Because I feel like there's more to it. Uh, ah! Let's see. Between... Between the Dark and Dawn? Oh, that one is the... Okay. The last one. Yeah, that's the... Twofold. Okay. Uh, a Trivial Problem. Okay. The Sun... The Summer Suns. Okay. Yeah, that, that was the last one. Yeah, that's the last Applejack episode. Oh, no. Ah! <clears throat> All right. No, me gusta. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, um, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. <clears throat> yeah. Ah. Uh, let's go to final thoughts. Silva. It's not just the case that this isn't the most interesting episode. I mean, there have been some that, that just feel a little paint-by-numbers at times. No, this is bad. This is a bad episode in my eyes because the message and its presentation actually seem harmful. It actually encouraging bad behavior in the audience. And because it's the last Applejack-ish episode, that really, really frustrates me. She deserves better than this because she's a great character. True that, true that. Yeah, poor, poor her. This is, uh, yeah, she she deserves more than this, but hey, what, what can we say, right? You can say, ah. <laughs> That's all you can say at this point. True that, true that. Anyway, Tara, what about you? Mm, pretty much like I said earlier, I was expecting more out of this and was kind of expecting the story to go a bit differently, but instead we got this where it turns out it was not true and, and yeah, like it's, it's that boring. <laughs> it never really caught my attention. <laughs> yeah. And as for me, this episode was, meh, it's it, like, it's not memorable. It's not, uh, I would say fun. It, it, it's not memorable. There were a lot of scenes here that I could say like there was a lot of fun. It's fun to see where Big Mac was bucking the tr- bucking a tree and showing off to Applejack. Like yeah, look at that. I I I can do this strong. And Applejack was doing a tornado kick. Like yeah, beat that. <laughs> Spinning apple kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still, it's it, a few scenes like that ain't going to quote unquote fix the episode. 
And overall, it was okay. The ending for this one, though, I I was rather miffed because okay, the carrots are in a what you call this shape or in a pattern or something like that. So does this mean the uh, what you call this? Uh, what you call what's that creature called? Um, the great seedling. The great seedling. Yeah, the seedling. What, was Ooh, it real? Jinx. So was it real? Was it not? And oh, let's let's go find out. Oh, <clears throat> so yeah, that ending there was just like okay, I see what you're trying to do. Okay, okay, okay. But anywho, um, well, that's done. That's our opinion. I hope you like the style change. Uh, do let us know in the comments below. But anywho, silver. What are we going to do next week? Well, we're not quite done with the apples yet, are we? Oh, yeah. We we are going to go forth to the IDW Comics in issue number 70, in which case the uh, Golden Horseshoe Gals get a game of Extreme Bingo. Okay, no. Extreme! Oh, wow. This is going to be really extreme. Uh, oh, man. I, I could just imagine jump, bungee jumping and calling out numbers. B50! Oh, no! <clears throat> yeah. So, anywho, that will be next week's thing. And, well... Uh, it'll, it'll be a fun. It'll it'll be a fun one. Yes. So anyway, if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can contact us at dmbsuggino.com. You can reach us. You can also reach us on the Twitters. The show's Twitter account is at MBS Show, and my personal Twitter account is at Norman Sanzo. And Silver, where can the good people find you? Well, you can find me on the YouTube's. Just do a search for Silver Grill or After the Fact. You can also find me on Twitter and DeviantArt under MLP uh, Silver Quill. And you can find me posting on, on uh, Equestria Daily every Wednesday with either an editorial or a comic review. And you can find me on the Patreons under MLP Silver Quill. Plus, if you happen to be going to Ponyville Cider Fest this year, you'll see me there. Hello! Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, uh, don't forget, if you go to... Where was it again? Ponyville Cider Fest? Ponyville Cider, yeah. yeah. In Milwaukee. Yep. If you go there... Do say hi to Silver. He's going to enjoy the little conversation while he tries to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes, I've still learned that. Yes. So anyway, Tara, where can the good people find you? Well, the good people could find me on Facebook, even right Twitter, or YouTube under the name Tortero1324. Or they could just simply do a Google search, and I'm pretty sure I'll be on all of those. And they could also donate to me on my Patreon page as well, under the name Tortero1324. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Go do so, go do so. So, you're not going to any cons? No. I, for now, I'm just taking it easy because, like I said, I was busy with my brother Stag and Doe. And I actually have my cousin's wedding coming up next... Uh, no, not next week, actually. This Saturday coming up. <laughs> wow. Wait, 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 wait. This Saturday... Wow. Weebly will be timing all me stuff. I'm not going to talk about it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hope you have a good time, man. Hope you have a great time. Yeah, maybe sometime in the future I'll be attending a lot of cons. Who knows? Maybe one day, hoping, I'll be a community guest like Silver. <laughs> Yay. I, I, I'm, there we go. I'm hoping for that every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I still think that one I still think that one idea should happen where we have an MBS show panel. Yeah, but the problem is that um, there, the, the the panelist application needs to be there and stuff. You know what? It's all wobbly wobbly. It's just confusing. Yeah. Anyway, 
And also, please subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube. Don't forget to press the bell icon to stay up to date. And Stitcher Radio, and also like our Facebook page. You can also catch us on PundivaLive.com. Links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash show. With every support, you get a week's early access to review discussion podcasts, exclusive and deleted content. And a huge thank you from me. Talking about the thank yous, I would like to thank Amy, Lucky Knight, Master Flag, Tristan, and also Jeffrey. Thank you so much, guys. You are great. So anyway, I have been Norman Sanzo. I am Justine Verquil. And I am Tortera. And we'll guys catch you next week with another fun episode of the Yes Show. See ya. Adios. Bye-bye. Alright, Norman, let's go catch the great hippogriff. Wait. Aha, I am beyond you. Okay, uh, do, do we need to carry a shotgun or something like that? Because... Uh, yes, because he's going to fly away and we need to take him down then we're going to eat some chicken. Mm, we like the chickens. I call the leg. <laughs>